0: This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Let's get this going, dude. Sweet. Mm. Mm. I love that intro.
1: Oh, I love that intro as well. so that. good.
0: Hello and welcome to UniLife with James and my, the love of my life, no, it's my, it's, it's my favourite person to get on the microphone with. It's Connor Giselle, oh. everybody. Oh, thank you. I've, I've, I've
1: really warmed up my heart. there.
0: It feels so special. How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm going pretty good. Just you had good? a bit of a violent start to the morning. Yes, it's um, it's been it's been pretty brutal for me. I'm under the palm today. It's a big day. Oh, but I gotta take a big deep breath. I had to leave my house for nine thirty for the I, train. I know you messaged yeah. me, and I was like, "What? I
1: uh, I woke up at nine, like nine fifteen or something like that. So, yeah, it's, so it's, far it's, like away. A, it's like I woke up in the morning and I like suck a punch in the head, <laughs> and it's like right time to get up. <laughs>
0: Oh, mate. So, this is our first episode. Well, it's technically our first episode. Yeah, a bit it a was, run in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the first one that's working, let's yeah. put it that <laughs> way.
0: But so, I'm going to explain to the guests what this is. So, Union <laughs> Life is where I go and I talk to people who are studying at university. And I just want to talk about their life. I want to know who they are. I want to know what made them who they am and how they've gotten to this point. And I think it's only fair... Right, my first guest is my co-host with Catch Up with Connor, one till three Thursday, Phoenix Radio. Cheeky plug. I wanna I wanna introduce you to everyone as best as I can, and then you fill in the blanks. Okay, cool. Name is Connor Giselle. Correct. You are 19. Correct. You live um on the other side of Brisbane, on like. End yeah, so
1: that's that's South side. Let's go south side. Wouldn't it be north side? Aren't no, you? no, I'm south side, dude. Wow yeah okay. it's
0: southeast well i'm super Wait, su- never I'm, e- yeah southeast i'm super 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 south i'm south south <laughs> south 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 south, south,
1: south. Dude, you're like you're the south part of the south <laughs>
0: i'm the i'm the kissing of my sister yeah south. So any,
1: any more south you can start kissing and marrying your cousins
0: <laughs> you are originally pommy pommy oh, i'm originally from britain isn't it, <laughs> and now us you are, you are in your first year Of film, TV, radio. That that is it. Film, television and radio, yeah. And you are a radio host at Phoenix Radio. Yes, I am. Ken, is there anything I'm missing out? Is there anything else you would like to be introduced with?
1: Oh, no, that that pretty much covers it. I mean, I guess you could include that I'm on the ABC ah, every second week. Yeah, so ABC Brisbane. That's more of a personal flex. What what time is that? That's on Fridays. Um, So I've got about a 15, like 10, 15-minute segment there. And that ranges from some by sometime between half one to two o'clock on a Friday afternoon, every second Friday. So that's on radio. That is, that that's on ABC Brisbane. That's like six twelve. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So that goes out to all of Queensland, which is kind of scary. Are you on this week? I am actually. Yeah. I'm on, on tomorrow. On a, tomorrow's Thursday. So after yes. catch up, then I'm on. Yeah. Right. I have to give that a
0: listen.
1: Yeah, give me get a cheeky <laughs> ease. Well, one of my one of the people that I did um, my course with earlier this year, they had to stop going because of COVID. So they've only just started doing it again. So they're mm. about. Um, they're starting all the mid-year courses. Right. Her dad was listening to the ABC at the same time. And she's like, wait, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> and it was just so weird that um, was, yeah. about 10 minutes after the segment finished, and I'm on, I'm on the computer, I'm chillaxing and relaxing. I get a message on Snapchat, and she's saying, w- were you just on
0: ABC Brisbane? I'm like, yes, I was. <laughs> and, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, yeah. That's awesome, man. Now look, we better get into it because we've yeah, spend yeah. a few minutes chatting around, <laughs> introducing ourselves. Look, mate, I um I start this by asking how you grew up, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start way, way, way back, way, way, way in, back in in I forgot Swindon, Swindon, no. Swindon, England. So t- tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about your earliest memories.
1: Uh, yes, when I was first born in the hospital. <laughs> I remember. No, honestly, no one remembers that. It's kind of weird that no one remembers that. You yeah, know, no. like, is that some kind of like trauma? Could it be really traumatic being born, I guess. So your Probably brain's kind of like. brain's so it, small. Yeah, it's, it doesn't yeah. remember stuff. My brain's small anyway, so, you know, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. You went small. from a
0: quarter of a peanut to a peanut. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, like my brain's gone from like that one peanut to the peanuts you get in the airplane, <laughs> where it's like, you know, like 60% air, 30% peanuts, yeah, but only like 20% right. of them are even good. That's that's pretty much my brain. Um yeah, born, born and raised in Swindon, bruv. Like, they don't speak like that in Swindon. They speak kind of like kind of like english farmer i guess you kind of how you go and I, I that's like a welsh accent but like i, I haven't been I like i know the accent but i just can't do it in the mode you know what i mean is it like a like a bogan more bogan oh uh, yeah it's definitely it's definitely more chavvy which is kind of ironic because the area it's like all castles and stuff right it's kind of like very like sort of medieval that kind of way okay um so have pretty, you been there
0: since you were born? no
1: i haven't okay and i'm really wanting to go back yeah that'd be awesome but the whole uh, uni and the fact that I don't have any money and, right. you know, all that kind of stuff kind of compiles. And it's like, it's one of those distant things like, yeah, I'll always go back. But then it's kind of slowly, you know, just being pushed more often to the distance. Have your parents been back? No, they haven't. Wow. There you but go. we've had family come out. Other than a couple of years ago, we've had family come out pretty much every single year consecutively. Wow. So okay. that's like my uncles, um, my grandparents,
0: uh, yeah, pretty, much, pretty much everybody. Yeah? Do they... Does your family get mad at your mum and dad for not coming and seeing them out Swindon?
1: No, not so much because I think it's a very, it's a good way for them to come to Australia. Right. Because, yeah. I don't know, they've, all my family lives in, you know, Ireland and England. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I have any family in Australia. I don't have any family this side of the world. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's I guess it's kind of a way for them to yeah experience the other side of the world. So it's kind of like a win-win. Yeah,
0: oh, it's an amazing place. Yeah, 100% Australia, mate. <laughs> so tell me about your family.
1: Uh, I am the eldest of three. Mm-hmm. Uh my younger brother is 14 and my sister is about to be 17 in 10 or so days oh, okay
0: so not too like your sister in that's not too far off
1: yeah no she's um but you got grade a bit 11 of, i think at the moment but you got yeah. a
0: bit of distance on your youngest brother yeah five, that's all it's like
1: two years in between each give or take
0: yes right yeah about that yeah so just dis- so describe yourself as a kid, do you remember? Before, do you remember? Do you have any memories of yourself before you came to Australia?
1: Yeah, I've I, I got some. I've got some of my uh, back in England, my home. Every now and then, I check it out on Google Maps. I'm like, damn, I used to live there. <laughs> um, I remember walking to this this school. I went to a school called um, Lydiard Park, I believe it was called my primary school. I remember. I remember I used to walk there sometimes with my dad, and there was kind of like this. Um, How do you describe it? it was like a pathway. Right, and it goes behind like all the roads and all the buildings and stuff like that. I would not be caught, you know, dead past that path, like nine o'clock at night. Otherwise, you know, you're just asking for trouble. Right. But it's it's really beautiful. It's got like really like high hedge trees, sort of things, mm-hmm. along either side. So it's kind of like a wall of just nature all around you. You can't see through it. It's actually like a hedge. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie Over the Hedge? Yes. Yeah, you know that one where they go through to get to Silver. It's kind of like it's kind of like two of those either side of like a, of a path. Okay. And I used to walk to school that way, and it was really cool. I don't know why but that just remembers in my I don't know no, you know weird things like that yeah, just they're sticking still, in the they're still distinct memories. Um but when I was younger coming to Australia I'd been to Australia twice before before I emigrated before I moved down here. Oh, okay. I had no memory of that. At right. least when I'm coming over cuz I was just a little kid I was like 2 and like 4 or something like that I don't know. I'm a stupid kid right. I was a stupid kid. So you know it kind of all, all compounds down. I remember that but there was a show I don't know if you watched it, it definitely aired in Australia because it was an Australian show. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching in England it's called the Koala Brothers. Have you seen that? I haven't seen the like oh, I so said, the remember. Koala Brothers, oh. it's an animated show, of course, and there's these two koalas and they fly on a plane and, either, you know, they've got like I know, a platypus that's their friend, you know, it's that, that kind of show, right? Right. And um, I don't know, they, they're friends, they help each other, but it's kind of set in the Outback, where your nearest neighbour is like 200k away and mm-hmm. you've got to fly a plane to borrow some sugar. Right. And so that was kind of I like that. I think I do
0: remember this yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And um, coming on the plane to Australia, that's where I thought I was going. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm absolutely terrified. You're know, like, oh, what's going on? I'm got in the middle of nowhere. I'm not going to know anyone. You know, it's like flying to like basically, like, you know, you know a Red Dog was filmed? Yeah. That kind of like really red, dusty. I think I was Alice going to Springs somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah that's right. I think I was going out there, which was crazy because I'd been towards. I think it was Melbourne or either Sydney I went to and Brisbane
0: before. Right. Yeah, Sydney, Brisbane. Well, that was, I think that's a common misconception for people who really don't know anything about Australia. Yeah. They think like everything is out back where, Mm-hmm. It's a pretty civilised nation. Like, they're, yeah, like Melbourne and Sydney, Perth, brunch, Everybody lives by the coast and the coastal yeah. areas are really you know, well-developed. That that the thing that Hollywood grabbed onto, which is that outback, that's the minority yeah. of Australia. Oh, like that, 100%. That they're not the... Um, that's something that we're identified as as a like people a, in Hollywood and in movies, but that's not the reality well, well, for could, most people. What's Australia?
1: like an American example of that? Of like when we think Crocodile. of America, we think of oh,
0: okay. Well, there's like the South. Yeah, you know Tennessee. Like, yeah, my I name's shot, Raymond. I shot my gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I shot my gun a UFO the other day, and it was just a pigeon. But I think because. America has so much film and television coming oh, yeah. out of it. I think you like I feel like I have a really good idea of the different types of people. Exactly. In, in terms in, of in the states, where I don't think that's the I don't think I think it gets better and easier and easier with social media and things such as as that, but um I think stereotypes are a lot more used when it comes to Australian from an American than the other way around.
1: Well, a lot of people don't think Australia's even a real place. They think we're all paid <laughs> actors saying Oh, I was like, it, oh, I'm on a Facebook Enough group. You're not paying me nothing to <laughs> yeah, say that. Yeah, <laughs> too wrong. I'm waiting for my paycheck. Um, but uh, there's a Facebook group i mean called, like, you know, America, this end, America is not the only country. Something along the lines of that. And it's where people are like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from England. I'm from France. I'm from Australia. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. You know, it's, uh, you know, most Americans never leave their state, let alone their own country. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like, like Americans not acknowledging, uh, acknowledging they think they're the only country in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was... Um, it was like a, stat- a statistic that was done. They got like 2,000 Americans to point out where Ukraine, well, you know, the Ukraine is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and most of the, oh, there's so many dots. You see some, a couple of people picked Australia, some even America, you know, like where they live, <laughs> all, all through like Europe, like France, England, you know, even South Africa, mm-hmm. the whole continent of Africa, South America. So. <laughs> so,
0: look, you come to Australia when you're six. So, that's mm-hmm. grade one or two. Halfway through grade one is when i Halfway one. through grade one, yeah. right. So, that's not too... Like, that's a pretty... And you're the eldest. So, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good move when it like, comes to timing from your parents. Yeah. Because you're not really too established
1: I think my brother had his in, in first school.
0: birthday, like, a week before we emigrated. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so That yeah. would have been hard for him, though. It wouldn't have been, like... Oh, he was... Taking what? three kids. Oh, my parents, th- was it hard? It would have been hard for your parents to control three kids and get them over oh, yeah. to another country. That oh, yeah. Cool. Been a, that would have been a nightmare. I
1: think it was kind of their, like... Excited and stressed, and the kids like, "What's going on?" Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's
0: pretty I'd hectic. Imagine like how long? How long's the plane ride? Oh, it's
1: you twenty-four hours, a bit, bit longer than that. I think that'd be a nightmare for because kids. Because I think we flew England to Hong Kong, or England to Singapore, Heathrow to Singapore, and then from Singapore out to Australia.
0: Right. So you so you get to Australia. What's what what's, what's that process like? What's that initiation into Australia? What are the things that you oh, right. what are, are, are confused about and what are the things that you struggle with because you're right, coming yeah. from England? So
1: um, picking up paper, right? Yeah. I, I spoke with this one before. It was, um, it, you know, when you get told to pick up paper, you're running on concrete, whatever. You've got to go pick up pieces of rubbish, right? uh, yeah, Plastic wrappers, yeah, right. that kind of stuff. We were playing we were playing Tiggy and we were running under, because the, they're all the kind of big Queenslander under buildings. You know, it's a kind of elevated platform. There's a lot of gap um, you know, underneath.
0: Yeah, that's it. And we'd yeah. run
1: under the buildings and stuff like that. I got bit by a spider running under those before. And that was oh. terrifying because oh. I thought I was going to die. But we're running through underneath and the teacher catches me. And what happened? Oh, I've got two stories about this, right? One, well, my mate snitched me out to the teacher, oh, and like, I felt so betrayed. But I'm um, running through the buildings, and she catches us. I goes, Oh, yeah, you're running under buildings, mate. You can't do that. And it's like, you know, you can pick up, you know, 10 pieces of paper, and off you go. 10 like, pieces of pa- What the f-? You know, it's a, it's, uh, where's this piece of paper? I'm looking under buildings, looking for stuff. I'm, like, I'm looking for A4 sheets of paper, right? Like white sheets of paper. And I had no idea she meant plastic. And I came to her, I'm I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, is this kid, is this kid like, like mental? Like what, what's, what's going on? He yeah. So I, I was terrified about that. Uh,
0: uh, I'll talk so, about the so, thing. so you're walking around like, where is the printer? So yeah. I can, yeah. So I can get them a
1: four. <laughs> yeah, I'm baby. just like, just ripping pages out of library books. Um, yeah. So one of them, we are running on the building plane to so you and there's this teacher. She's like this really mean teacher, but she's really nice. Kind of like, uh, the, um, uh, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Dobson, the old teacher I was um, talking about before. Um, so, this is back in primary school, back in grade one, halfway through, my first ever detention, right? And I started off the year well, like two months in or something like that, into a, into, well, in a school I get into detention. Pretty good, right? <laughs> and we're running underneath. We're playing. We're playing uh, Tiki, all that kind of stuff. And she goes, "Oi, yeah!" I'm like, "Oh my god, no, this is like a drill sergeant just coming to like beat me up or something," you know? And she's like, "Oh, you right there?" So I'm like, uh, "Book it, lads!" And I'm like running. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like running away, in the complete opposite direction. I run behind, right behind the corner by the toilets. So like, yo. And then one of my mates comes running after me. I'm like, yo, is the mean lady gone? He's like, yeah, darn, bro, she's gone. you got to just come with me. Just come with me. I'm like, Aww. yeah, cool. No worries, bro. I trust you. I came around the corner. She's like, oi, you! I'm like, mate, you, you dogged me out. You snitched me out. I thought, honestly, my exact words are the mean lady gone. And he said, yeah, no worries, mate. Just come with me. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. <sighs> now the boys have dodged a bullet here. And I come not you know, the shock. I'm like, I felt like a deer in headlights. It turns oh, yeah. into the car there. It's like, "Oh, you. She's singled me out because I'm like, pretty much one of the only ones that ran. Right. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was terrifying. It's, no, not
0: fun. Did you have an accent?
1: Um, yeah, I did. I, I did, do I still have an accent? It's kind of yeah, hard to have tell. a little bit of
0: an accent, yeah. I mean,
1: especially when I say I'm British and stuff like that, innit, bruv. Um, if I got to go through saying innit, bruv, you say anything, you blah. Like, my name's John, I'm from Ohio, innit, bruv. I'm like, yeah. are you English? Yeah. But, uh. Would you say that like, that that's like the mate of Australia? Like, oh, oh, mate, mate's is really, uh, commonly in England as well. Oh, okay. Um. I think in, in England it's like mate, how you go, mate. But in Australia, it's like, hey you again, mate. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like more of an emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Uh I suppose I did have an accent. I guess it kind of made me st- like stand out a bit yeah, more did, as did, well.
0: Did, did kids ever treat you differently, or ever pick that pick it up? Like, did you ever get self conscious about your accent? Oh yeah, all the time.
1: Really? I would say super self conscious. But it, it made me very aware that I wasn't Australian at that point. If you ask me now, are you Australian? I'd say, yeah, I'm Australian, but I'm mm-hmm. also English. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would. I, I don't know if I'd make that distinction, but if someone, if, you know, if a police officer said, oh, mate, are you Australian? I'd say, yeah, I'm Australian, <laughs> right? But, you know, if I say things like, you know, pasta crisps or something
0: like that, you wouldn't think he's Australian. Like, outsider, outsider. Or, or flip-flops. Flip-flops, Now, yeah. when you... S- I thought only the Yanks said that. I only thought Americans said flip-flops. I had no idea that... Poms actually say that as well. Like, oh, they, yeah. don't, they don't say thongs. No. Do they call G-strings thongs?
1: I believe they would, yeah. Oh, that's right. another thing. Pants and underpants. And when you say, you know, in Australia, you say pants, you just mean like shorts and stuff, right? Yeah. But in, in England, you say pants, they think you mean underwear. Wow, so, okay. So, like, we had swimming because we had a pool in our primary school on every, you know, in the summer, right? So, from like, I don't know, September onwards, we would do swimming as well as our PE. And yeah, someone's like, oh, yeah, and everyone take your pants and put your swimming stuff on. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, calm down. <laughs> you know, you know. It's like you know. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, but it is. It, I think things like that, everyone's like, "Oh, um, I oh, make sure everyone change your pants, bring your swimming stuff." And oh, no, that's another thing. Um, sand shoes. Someone's like, get your sand shoes, mate. Hey, what's a sand shoe? I, no, oh, I don't really know. Like trainer, right? Uh, you know, sneaker. There you go. Americans right. call them sneakers. Yeah. In England, they call trainers, right? Do they call them trainers here?
0: Trainers, sneakers. Yeah, like. I'm like, right dacks. now, right now, I, I just call them kicks, but yeah. I think that's more of an American. Hey, yo, boy, check thing. out my kicks, dog! This is fly as hell. One hundred percent. But I think back in the day, sneakers or trainers. I, 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 everyone, I think everyone said it differently.
1: In England, you changed the PE as well. The, P, the PE, PE, yeah. So at uh, sport,
0: oh, no, right, PE yeah, like yeah. physical, physical
1: yeah. ed. Yeah. Um, you used to change. You had to wear your uh, like normal uniform, and then you'd go in and get changed. You Change right. your PE uniform, and you yeah. get showered afterwards. Yeah. I was in primary school, so we didn't really do that. But um, all through like high school, my parents were like, Connie, you need to bring you know a change of clothes for PE." Really? I'm Like, no, I don't. I don't think I do. You know, Mum and Dad's like, "Yeah, Mister Mate, this is what happened to us. You know, back in England, back in colloquial times, this is what you had to do." And so I'm kind of like, "No, I really don't think I need to bring a change. I had to on my sports stuff." I'm like, "You sure?" You sure? And yeah, it's, I'm expecting to like, yo, do we get showered and stuff like that? Like, this right. is gonna be hectic. But people are like, no, nah, mate, you should be right. You don't do none of that. you know yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty well, simple.
0: The only time I ever showered was maybe after um swimming. Sometimes, oh yeah, especially in the yeah. real chlorine pools. But like, that's always an uncomfortable situation. I remember
1: hey. in our in the changing rooms we have the swimming pool. We had cane toads in the so it'd be kind of like yeah,
0: you, you know, in everyone, the pool. No, in the and changing the showers, room. In the shower, right. Yeah,
1: the changing room showers. Yeah, I mean, there was a toilet. There's one toilet in there with a really. No, dirty sink next to it, and the toilet door would never close. So you know, like, if you're like taking a number two or something, you had like fear of your life. Put your hand against the door. <laughs> and it's like you know, it's just one of those things where you walk into the toilet, you see like see the feet. Oh, someone's taking a no, You know, no, it's no. like it's like banging on the door and stuff like that. And... The boys ever like try and like jump and. Oh look yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, the time. yeah, yeah, I was in the. This is like grade eight. I'm in. I'm in the library, like the uh, public library, so I go chilling after school. It's not as nerdy as it sounds. I wouldn't do any studying or anything like that. It was just kind of like an air conditioned place to hang out in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. We'd hang out there and. I'm, I'm taking a number two in the toilet and I hear of the soap being, you know, being like really, really aggressive. I'm like, oh, god, I'm going to get it here. And I just see like my mate just chucking soap on me in the toilet. I'm like, are you joking?
0: You know what my mates would do? They'd, get, they'd get like their water bottles and mm-hmm. they'd fill them up and they'd throw it at my feet because I'd be taking... And number two Alright And then my pants Would be down on my ankles So <gasps> like They would saturate my, my pants That was really brutal I'd be so upset did With the boys they, they, When did, they like, do that Do like put a pin
1: they. Through like the cap At the top And use it like, as like A water gun
0: No they never do that Alright What, what did we do We did this thing For a while Where the boys Would choke each other out <laughs> Do you, it's like, do you remember that? Yeah, they they choke like you, you get you choke them out until they would go unconscious, and then like that was the game. Like I, I, you would get knocked out. Yeah, like, our
1: school was like, do not do this; this is absolutely yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, the one of the recent ones that have been happening. You know, I'm not at school anymore, but I've been how told... old
0: were you when that started? Because we were in year eight.
1: Year eight. So you're like what two years older than me? Yeah, two. Years. So yeah, I would have been grade six primary school.
0: So. So, do you think there's, like, a year where, like, every single class... I think it's,
1: like, a rite of passage where, like, in each year someone does something like that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the one now is where you jump up and the people either side, you just kick your legs out. And someone, where they fell back and cracked their head open, so the school's like, no, don't do that. Oh, well, it's
0: all all stupid. Yeah.
1: It's all fun and games where someone gets brain
0: damage and gets dementia when they're 14. All right, so... When when you're a kid and you're mm-hmm. growing up, what are you telling people is your dream job?
1: I feel like everyone around that age is like astronaut, firefighter, mm-hmm. policeman. 100%. You know,
0: helicopter, fighter, pilot. I said know. I was going to be a fighter pilot. Yeah. Because I was at my grandma's and I'd always see the jets flying over. Did you watch she... Top Gun as a kid? No, dad would always quote it. But I remember dad telling me that like the goose dies, spoilers. Um, and I Man. was like, I don't really want to go through that. Like like you just want to go got that like, emotional turmoil as a most, kid. Most good movies, if I know there's a real sad scene in it, I'll probably will not watch it again because like I don't want to go through that. Dude, so there's there's that's a lot like, of movies which I don't watch again. That's
1: like me and Monsters Inc. Even today, I still cry at the end. Oh yeah, but it's like it's a happy ending in the end. You know, it's, it's like sad. Oh, they're never gonna find Boo again. Turns out they can. But even though I know mm. that's gonna happen, I still cry at the end
0: of it. Yeah, you just don't want to put yourself through that. Like I don't I don't like watching um uh like. Do you remember in Shawshank Redemption where he kills um, the kid who was going to help him get out? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, damn. Just... Yeah. So th- there's a, that's a bad example. There's a bunch of movies like that. So you so what so what was the job you were going to say you were
1: going to be? Policeman, I think. Poli- well, going through high school, especially mostly through high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do until I found radio. And mm. it was just one of the things that clicked. And it's kind of like, I have no idea what to do, radio i want to do radio and it's kind of like once you find your passion you find something i couldn't imagine myself doing anything other than radio yeah. on the train this morning i was thinking about that i was thinking if i didn't have radio what would i be doing and i'd be like dead in a ditch somewhere you know and that's a bit extreme <laughs> oh. but but you know it's like i couldn't i couldn't picture myself doing anything other than radio mm. or things
0: around radio mm-hmm. do you know what i mean tell me about that transition from primary school to high school did you, so, were you one of the ones that came in in grade seven or were you still I, grade seven? I stayed behind. There
1: was, that was the, the pilot program, it was called. Someone lived in the land of that, where they split. Well, in England, the grade seven equivalent, so when you're 11, that's when you start high school. But right. that wasn't when you were 12, you start high school. But now that's changed, mm-hmm. where grade seven's part of high school. But my year was the year where they were trialing that. And so they had the options, like, you know, Conor, would you like to go to high school, do year seven in high school? Or would you like to do year seven at primary school? And I thought, well, I'll just stay at primary school, to be honest, you know. Um,
0: so yeah, that's what I did. So, was, so they gave, so they gave you the choice of coming up to, cause you're, yeah. cause you're at a primary school, which the next, the, the high school was pretty much attached to it, right?
1: I wasn't so much attached. Like, yeah, it definitely got a lot of kids from there. Yeah. yeah and it's probably the most like ideal one. It was the only, it was only high school for area. There, there's a few more that they're all like, oh, there's, there's quite a few um, high schools in my area, but it's probably the best high school. I was like the high school to be
0: going to. Mm-hmm. And that was state, right? You just yep, state state. Yeah. Yeah. So, they give you a choice. I've never heard this before. So, they give you a choice whether to stay back in year seven and do the year seven program at primary mm-hmm. school or to go up and do year seven in high school. Yeah. And you chose to stay back. I chose
1: to stay behind you. Yeah. Do you remember why? Uh, not for any particular reason. I just thought... Were most of the
0: boys staying back?
1: Uh, I think half the boys were, half the boys weren't. Okay. So, it was kind of like, you know, in the end of like Fast and Furious, like, I'll see you again. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And they kind of split when they're like the two cars driving. It was kind of like that. But it was only for a year. So I I can't remember the exact reasons. Although I I think it may be because I didn't feel like I was prepared for high school enough. Like I remember one of the teachers uh, towards the end of grade six... Like, oh, because you guys are doing this, they did the end in grade seven, mm-hmm. that you can, you know, start bringing. Because with the tidy trays back then, my, my tidy tray is always messy. Like, I'd clean it, like, yo, oh, I'm so happy. You know, when you clean your room, you get that feeling of feng shui, everything's I, nice and explain clean. Explain
0: a tidy tray Okay, so gone. a
1: tidy tray is one of those, it's like a white tray with another you know, normal wooden desks, mm-hmm. Underneath, they had these metal bars, and you'd have like a plastic tray that you would. Um, open and close, slide underneath, you know, out and underneath from your um, desk. And you'd have all your books all your pencils all right, and all that kind of stuff in there.
0: It's like my, that'd be my desk. And yep. then there'd be like, yeah, a steel cage under it, like a steel box. And steel I would just, cage. <laughs> well, what what like,
1: where did you go to school Let's <laughs> State Penitentiary?
0: But like you just lift up the wood. Because it'd be on hinges, oh, and then you right. can just get all your stuff there. No, we our, ours were instead
1: of lifting it, ours were kind of like opening a drawer, right? And you know, it's kind of you opened it up and you put the stuff in. Yeah. If your stuff got too heavy, it would just collapse underneath oh, you. I remember the plastic times? tray. yeah, right. plastic trays. Oh my god. And so, remember, you'd just be doing, like, an exam or something. It's really quiet. And the one kid, probably me, just (laughs) packed everything in there. You've got a hat, water bottle, half your lunch, you know, all your books. That library book you were supposed to return eight months ago is still in there. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, like, it just collapses underneath you. And you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that usually happens. Where was I going with this? Worked on my tidy trays and I completely lost my train of thought. Well,
0: we're talking about the transition from primary school to high school.
1: And so, our teachers were like, "Um, so you have the option of mostly in grade seven that they did this. Um, you have the option of taking your books home with you and then bringing in the ones that you need for your class. Right. And, you know, like, yeah, you guys can do this if you. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And the teacher's like, no, I can't. I don't think you should. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I don't think you're quite ready for that yet. I'm like, that's
0: cool. I'll just, okay. Where goes my self-confidence, my self-esteem. So she asks the whole class, hey, guys, do you want to start doing this? And you're like, yeah, man. All right. Yeah, because
1: we we had four four grade seven classes at the same time. It's quite good that every class was right next to each other. Right. That we had, you know, like those dividers that you have, kind of like the ones we have upstairs, that where they kind of divide divides the room in half. Yes. So there was yeah four four classrooms. If you closed all the doors, essentially, other than one, so there was a classroom here, 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 and there was like a kitchen room in the middle mm-hmm. where you'd hang up your artwork. You know, if you're doing cooking, you do stuff mm, in there, right? Okay. So it was kind of cool.
0: So it's like one big long building. Just yeah, essentially, broken up by like. Dividers.
1: I guess that's kind of a good way to explain it. It wasn't. It wasn't a like straight rectangle though. It was kind of like a oh. weird space. It was an old building though. It wasn't like right. high tech, fancy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. bunts and burners and stuff in the kitchen. It's pretty, pretty simple. Really simple stuff. And I'm pretty sure all of it was just made like 99.9 percent of lead and stuff. And you know, like <laughs> asbestos. Asbestos. Yeah. Asbestos, yeah. <laughs> I remember we always had that one fan that when it would spin, it go kick, 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 and it's like you always think if that fell, who would that kill? You know, like and like not say like I want to make it fall, you know, in a psycho way, but like because it was such hanging from like a thread, it felt mm-hmm. like if that fell, you know, who would be sitting there? Who would that decapitate in class? And if you ever boy, you just think of that. I mean, that sounds like a really dark thought. Kind of like yo,
0: That's one of those thoughts you have in school when you you dead bored. and you're just like, I need to think. I remember something.
1: I used to watch the blades go around, and it's kind of those optical illusions where <sighs> it'd go left and keep going down like clockwise, and then it would swap going like um, yeah. counter clockwise. I'm looking and thinking. Which way is this going? And I would spend like two hours on a Friday afternoon just looking at going,
0: Oh, it's kind of cool. I don't think I blame this t-shirt at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I, I can see why. But at the same time, I kind of felt like if I was given the opportunity, I think I could have done it. But it's kind of like a, one of those things where it's like, yeah. no. Nah. But I wasn't a bad student. That's the thing. Like, so you I weren't was, like
0: the class clown? I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't
1: really the class clown. But I was... I was, a, I was more like a fly under the radar type of student. Right. Although I had my moments. I remember I was really good at writing stories, right? Okay. Actually, one of those things. I wanted to be an author, just like everybody uh, wanted to be an author. Okay. It's like, you know, I read Percy Jackson once and now I want to be an author. But um, no, I used to write stories and stuff. And we read this book. It was about a big fish and a small fish and this guy fishing in his sun and stuff like that. It's quite a big book. We used to read that on like a you know, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon to finish class. It was kind of cool. Dang, hey, great 7 material, right? And, um... We, we write a story about it. We'd say, okay, what would you do to continue this story? And I started writing a story, and everyone's kind of like, oh, this is what I would do. And, like, literally writing, I would do this, I would do that. And I was the only one in the entire class that, like, wrote it as if it was part of the story. And the teacher's like, wow. You're the only one that clocked on that. I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's my 100 British IQ coming to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so things like that so they go okay keep writing your story and then they've got the class to do something else Mm -hmm. and there'd be times like okay guys we're gonna do some like you know literacy writing and stuff like that okay connor you can just go into the other room you can continue your story like yo let's go and i'd write my start write my own stories i got a few of them published in the school newspaper as well oh awesome in the newsletter that went out every week or something like that i'd get my yeah yeah, yeah. i remember one time i was writing the story and the teacher's like damn connor this is really good i'm like is it? <laughs> oh, that's sick! And um, she's like, "Go, go, go! Show him. Go show the other teacher this!" I'm like, ah, ah. walking, you know. I'm like, you know, walking on air. Like I'm like, a billion dollars in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I show the teacher. He's like, "Damn, Connor, this is really good." I'm like, ah. ah. And not even my best work, if I say so myself, right? And I, you know, I had no idea it was going to be good, right? And I don't like blow up my ego right now, make myself bigger than it wasn't. It was really cool. And she's like, "Okay, Connor, go, go, go! Show the other uh, vice principal." I'm like, "Yo, you're making big leagues here!" She's like, "Wow, Connor, this is really good. Go show the principal." So I went through the whole chain of commanders showing the teachers and stuff like that. And like, "Wow, this is really good. Really, I'm so really each, keep that up."
0: each teacher would be like, "Go show the, the next next person." The yeah. next per- That's yeah, The
1: next person I had to show was you know like george r, r. martin or something like that you know <laughs> but, um,
0: yeah. so you had a pretty good high school experience yeah i'd say overall yeah how were your grades
1: uh other other than english always my best subject right yes. i felt like i was a pretty lazy kid right. right so if i'm i had the all my teachers get really mad at me. every school report they'd say he's he's got a lot of opportunity but he's just lazy right i'm like, yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, even now, it's like, oh, Connor, you know, you could have got an A in this. Like, yeah, but I got a B. So, you know, what I've
0: had a lot of kids that were really talented and were good people. They just, if they're not highly motivated around something, they're uh, not going to perform.
1: If I wasn't super interested or motivated in the subject, I'd do the bare minimum. Yeah. But if I was invested in something like, oh, this is really cool. I'll just commit everything into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know. I just kind of felt like if, you know, if... You know, it's pretty practical in some sense as well. Like, you know, I'm not going to use this in life. Or this is, this is you know. This is just one of those things that education Queensland has come up to tick a box saying, "You know, I taught them about this," and I, I, I just wouldn't connect with any of that stuff. If I connected with it, if I, if I enjoyed it, then mm-hmm. I'd invest everything to it, even if I wasn't very good at it. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I'd put a lot of time into I it. Understand.
0: What was your What was your click in high school? Hi, oh, it's so like we're like we we're a nerd, or you like a popular kid, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, we, we, were you on the forty team? Were you playing football all the time? I was,
1: was kind of weird. I was like that. I was like that fat nerdy kid that played sport. <laughs> do you know what i mean like if, if does that make sense i was like i'd like I'd, i played like with the gamers and stuff like that but yeah. i was like i'm a gamer i'm gonna play level. i'm a level 99 wizard and then we want get off
0: and get up yeah
1: but it's it, it kind of like it's kind of weird because all those kids that i used to like you know be you know, like gaming with they're all yes. the cars now cars. yeah they're they're all like yeah it's like oh um yeah it's i remember this kid he would like spend like over like a thousand dollars in league of legends and i was never oh, yeah, with yeah, gaming yeah. i was never really heavy invest. like i'm a level 34 witch or, i'm an elf you know yeah. Yeah. i was never really into that i was more like Yo, you wanna just you know, hop on this weekend and play some games? Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, that like, I was a gamer, but not in the way that my personality was a gamer. Do you know what I mean? Right. I was kind of. Have you seen the show The Inbetweeners? Little bits and pieces. I was an in-betweener, I guess. Like okay. I was, in, I was like kind of right in the middle where I'd I'd play sport. None of my friends would like to play sport. Mm-hmm. Actually, a few of them would. It'd be kind of like they'd like to kick the footy around, but they'd never play footy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, it's kind of like that. But I was the opposite where I'd always wanna be playing sport. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate playing games to like 3 a.m. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I was kind of in that spectrum. I kind of feel
0: that like, because I was a, I was mates with a bunch of different people. Mm, like my yeah. main group of uh, guys that sit with school was like, there was like 15 of us, right? And yeah. there was all mini clicks inside our friendship Oh, yeah. Group. You, you definitely get that. where so, It's like one overarching thing, but everyone's uh-huh.
1: kind of got their own thing that brings them together. It's like a Venn diagram. 100%. Big circle. Everyone's got their circles where they kind of mm-hmm.
0: interlude. So there was, there was boys who would, you know, go and get up to no good on the weekends no, and, yeah. and drink a bit. And then there was the boys that I was mostly hanging out with, which would we just play league. And I was kind of like, I'm a level thirty, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm gold too. Like, and I would play a ton of league. But then on the weekends, I wouldn't mind going and hanging out with those boys yeah. and having a drink and getting up to no good. And then I actually found at the end, I more got into the other guys who were neither of them. So it was really funny. Um, Fun that sort of middle. Me, middle I, was, I was an in between I was an in between inside the group where I hung out with all the mini clicks inside of our group. Like we would all sit together at lunch and chat, but there was little groups that like knew each other from primary exactly, school yeah. or we did something else outside did of school you ever school kind together. of find
1: that like your other friends you sort of bring them in and the group would kind of get bigger throughout the year?
0: Yeah, like there would like there'd be like a kid who'd like just say like there's Jordan, right? There'd be like a Jordan and he would hang out with a Jacob in yeah. science class and then he got an English class with him as well. And then he's like, you know, and then Jordan and like Jacob would come down hanging out with Jordan, and then from that he'd do that a couple times, and before you know it, Jake's a part of the group. Would you find you only have like like three or four best friends, and everyone else was kind of just like friends in within that group? Yeah. So like I had uh, so the so the boys who would more get up to no good and do that. There was a kid called Lewis, who I was really close with because I knew in primary school. Bad luck, Lewis. And then I would play games yeah. with Jordan and Danny yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and all that, and then, and then we had mates outside of school as well. Who was like, there was like a group which we called the Goonies, oh, which right, that yeah. was our Facebook message conversation where there was five of us, and like every single afternoon, every single day, on Skype and then Discord. Dude, I remember just Skype, man. There were the hours days, and hours and hours and of games.
1: Play Minecraft was probably the one to go to after school. Yeah, just just chop on Skype Minecraft league. I remember uh, this kid I used to go to school with, Cade. He's this really small redhead New Zealand, really skinny guy, right? His name's Cade. It's like, yo, what's up, bro? I'm Cade, and um, we'd play handball and stuff. Like sometimes I'd sit with them, and sometimes mm. with well, like, my, my friends, and I'd play handball The people. I'd be on the you know the oval playing footy, which would probably turn into and you know, a rugby from touch. Mm-hmm. And so, I was kind of moving between between those, and I remember playing handball with Cade back in like grade A or grade nine or something like that. And the bell rings. We're all playing handball, and the bell rings to go to class. like, oh, you know, I'll catch up with your lethargies, and I'm just going to grab something to drink. Mm-hmm. And as he's going to get a drink, the bell rings. And that's the last we ever saw of him. Um, I don't know, something's, <laughs> like, actually sad happened. And, like, you know, like, I think about, like, yeah, that's crazy. when I think about, like, no, something probably happened. So,
0: so Cade went to get a drink. And he went and to get a drink. have never seen him we since. we haven't seen him since. <laughs> and he went, he went back to New
1: Zealand. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, like, it, it's really funny, but then I think about, like, did, did something happen that, like, made him? Because it's like, it's not really, like, he was kind of one of those kids did where you. Did you speak to him again? Sorry? Did you speak to him again? I haven't spoken to him since, no. <gasps> <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. It's so a world playing handball. He's like, I'm just going to grab a drink, eh? It's like, yeah, no rose bro. It's like, yeah, I'll see a letter G, You know, kind of thing. He didn't even say that. It was just kind of, just a really, really natural thing. I was going to grab a drink. Everyone oh. does that. Go to the bubbler. And then the bell rings, like, Oh, will me, Caden class. And they never saw him again. He went. Never he he went again. to get a
0: packet of cigarettes. Yeah,
1: he went to buy some milk from the servo and never came back. Uh, so, I don't Ken if you're listening. I wish I wish you were the
0: best. You know what I thought of? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Because like everyone, every kid in Australia played handball. Oh yeah, that's the Kevin main. Rudd plays handball. That's the main sport. How is that not a big national yeah, sport? <laughs> How is that not something we watch? They yeah, were going to get Kevin Rudd to make that club. You've seen Kevin Rudd in his Facebook yeah, playing handball and stuff. It's hilarious, but it's so true because it's a game which every single kid it plays. Is, it was from,
1: even come from England. I had no idea what the rules were, but you still pick it up really simple. Yeah. Do you ever have like the old school versus new school kind of thing?
0: Oh, you'd get the kid who'd come in and he'd just start being like rebounds, yeah. and then it, like, he'd start it adding like, things. He knocks it
1: onto the roof
0: of the or, building. It's like, no, nah, bro, that was like obviously lines. Do you remember a cradle? Where the, the you, oh, you they go like w- that and they'd go like where th- you could turn like you could h- kind of like grab it a little bit but then turn it upside down yeah. and flick it.
1: Dude, that was the guy's move. Then like kids like pull and grab it and then just like you oh, know, yeah. flick the wrist oh. like no, you can't
0: do that. Brains like no, I think, no, it's good. As. I think every kid like if you played handball long enough, you just got so many rules by the end of it. It's like what is going on here? Yeah, you remember that the
1: one time where like you're in like you, you're waiting your turn and he gets the end. You finally get in the bell He's like, man, this oh, is a yeah. great hey, ball. Hey, do you know Auntie Donna? yeah yeah. have you seen that yeah they're
0: awesome yeah i love them so i want to try and get back on track yeah this this has been an interview that has gone so off track and i love it well this it's brilliant this is catch up this is catch up material right here here. look tell me about a certain teacher that you just couldn't stand like she was just he,
1: he she she Great answer, she. The worst, yeah. right? Yeah, um, She was a good teacher, but she didn't have any time for me or my mates. Right. It was kind of like, everyone would be talking, and then we'd whisper something to each other. And she's like, oh, stop talking or I'll move you. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things like, okay, um, you know, uh, everyone's on their phones. You can't, I kind of get off your phone. I'm just, I'm, I, my phone's my bag. I didn't have it on me. It's like, you back chatting me? I'm like, yeah, and you can't wait because you back chat a teacher. It's a, you know, one way to Smacksville. And you, you kind of, you just kind of cop it. But if you cop it, then you kind of buy into yeah, that I'm it, a bad yeah. kid. Are you, getting, are you getting hit at school? Listen, man, it's such a really dumb No, <laughs> no. it's such a school, It's nowadays. like, I, when I think about it, like with teachers and stuff, you know that one kid in class you just wanted to smack, that just wouldn't shut up, they'd say stupid things, really annoying? Yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you. Yeah. You don't think about it until now, but you realize, man, the teacher wanted to smack you just as much as the other students did. Mm. Like that, that one, then no, even that one kid, that, no, something that you find really annoying. Chances are the teachers find it really annoying as well, but they can't show that because well, they're at also figure. think a
0: better example is like that kid, which you found hilarious, which would give oh, the teacher yeah, a yeah, hard yeah. time. Oh. And they are got to sit there and, and take it and get outwitted by a year seven. But in reality, if there was not a dude, professional dude, setting, he could grab him and just and put smack him, him yeah. into concrete.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like when you get into the battle that like that one that one kid that just had no care of the world. They didn't care uh, what yeah. they did at school, and they they would just throw everything, they put everything out on the table and they would just fight the teacher. Not mm-hmm. not literally, although I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, I met a few kids that had a punch on with the <laughs> yeah. Catholic uh, school. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, not, nothing like, like making your kids as you know, anti-religious as possible by sending them to like a really strict Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. Um. What's my train of thought there? Yeah, but when you see like a teach, like a kid that just you know, doesn't hold back, like a viscerated teacher, and the teacher can't do anything because you know they've kind of they can't breach that professional boundary of saying, "Listen here, you little you know, yeah. explicit word," and I'm gonna you know tell you a new one, you know, say hello to you know fist one fist two, you know, mm-hmm. you know eat knuckle sandwich, but they, they can't do that because they're teachers, right? So they kind of just have to try and outwit the student. But when the students got to that point where, like, you know, it's like, I'll call your parents. I'll call them myself. Here's the phone mm-hmm. number. You know, like, the, like the, the meme. It's like, I'll call your parents. Like, and here's the phone number, you know, and a home number, work number. Mm-hmm. Here's your email address as well. Here's a fax if you want it. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. But at the same time, I felt bad for the teacher. But for this teacher, I've not felt bad at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, year 11 and 12, a big yes. emphasis is put on QCS, especially for mm-hmm. the people that are doing the, like, the all... Like you, you, like they, there'd be five subjects that would count towards your QCE. That's right. Yeah, you did. Then, you did six
1: subjects, and you did five of those were
0: to be OP to go for an OP. Right, and then from there you had to do the QCS test, which was the other part of your. Of your you, OP. Yeah, I think QCS was past high
1: school. OP was university. I think that was kind of how it worked.
0: Well, yeah, like wouldn't your QCS help make like make up your RP okay, so and Q- then your Q- RP was a school which would allow you to get in certain yeah. courses?
1: so it was a QCE and that was your Queensland Certificate of Education, Education.
0: and that was to say that you completed high school. At which means you'd have to pass yeah. at least five of your six subjects. Yeah. That's how it is in Queensland, right? Yeah. And, and for us anyway, from year 11, we're doing tests, we're doing yeah. QCS tests like our like mm-hmm. old years, making a big deal about it. Tell me about your QCS. How'd you go? what you do? And then... From there, what were you thinking uni-wise in that year eleven, twelve period?
1: Um, I had no idea what I had to do in year eleven and twelve, so mm-hmm. I was just doing subjects that interested me. So I was doing ancient history, which I was you know just about passing. It's a really hard subject, and it's like a forty-page report for like a two-page actual of actual academic writing. Yep. You have to say is this author credible? Is this source credible? Annotated bibliographies. Yeah. Annotated bib. I hate that word. You said that's when it sent chills down my spine. It's Annotated bibliography. It's that's terrible. It, it's criminal. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my ancient history teacher not that long ago, and he was telling me that um, with the new system, because they've gone from OP to ATAR. It's ATAR, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, ATAR. With that new system, but it's, it's really simple now. They have to do the normal page, you know, two-page of actual academic writing, introduction, paragraph one, paragraph two. Um, but the annotated bibliography, they only have to do one. They, they can do the normal bibliography at the end, you know, like kind of Harvard-style but with annotated, they only have to do it for one source, as opposed to the forty sources we had to do it for. Oh my god! Which is yeah, it's kind of fun. So I did ancient history. Oh, so from grade ten on, this is one of the ones that count. I did ancient history, drama. Actually, with drama, what do I don't think. Is it? No, I did. Yeah, grade ten drama. Um, so ancient history, drama, French. Ooh, yeah. um, <laughs> was that French? Yeah, that was that was from the southern part of France, actually. <laughs> That's the southern part that doesn't exist Of France. <laughs> Will you show me some French you didn't learn? Yeah, oui, oui, you know, bonjour, je m'appelle was... <laughs> Connor. je en J'ai le parle le français.
0: I think I said hello, my name is Connor. I speak French. Something like that. But I want I just want to say, I'm with you there, because I did I did modern history, mm-hmm. I did art, yep. and I did IT. Yeah. Which were terrible subjects for your OP. Oh. But
1: yeah. I just
0: I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I just did subjects which I Felt like I could go in and enjoy, and I had mates in those classes. I couldn't. I I did. I, I did senior art, and I mm-hmm. cannot draw and I cannot paint. Did you pass? But I got a C minus out of pure pity from my um from my teacher. P- Kempy, he just loved me. He just, oh, there you he go. Just That's brilliant. Art teachers, but art teacher always smelled kind of I, weird, and I would catch so much heat from my mates because I would bring up like kindergarten esque. Oh. Just terrible. My mates would roast me if you're doing
1: drama. Like, bro, it's a blood subject. It's a blood subject. Um, and yeah. in a way, it kind of is, but it's not. Where if, if if you want to be there, it's an easy subject to pass. Do you think it helped you do radio? Oh yeah, probably. I kind of help. Like I think it kind of helped with like confidence overall. Yeah. You know what I mean, because I wasn't really in primary school. I was, I was a bit shy. I would I would not be doing what we I'm come doing. Come from right another now. country. Exactly right. But I mean, all, all through primary school, I was kind of like bit shy, bit of a, not not like a super shy kid. But in terms of public speaking, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But now, when I, no, essentially, it's kind of public speaking without the audience. But I, I did a lot of public speaking in high school because I was like a junior leader captain. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's I, that's I, more of a bludge than drama was, to be honest. I do a, I do a bit of stand-up. And like coming from when I first started, when I just did a little bit of radio, to now, yeah. where I'm doing radio a lot more, It's it does really help.
1: I think it's something if you practice it a lot. And it helps if you're doing it out of your own volition, if you're not being forced into doing something. Yeah. Then you can you know enjoy it a lot more. Like the public speaking class in class, yeah, uh, that gra- doing a presentation. Yeah, that was crazy. But doing it now, example. I'd be pretty pretty easy doing that now. Do you yeah. know what
0: I mean? Yeah, and I th- I think it also helps that a lot of your audience you really know is either strangers or family. Yeah, because a lot of those like you know like there would be all the clicks in high school, and you think like oh like I don't Dude, want a lot of those things. Cool like I don't want to make a
1: YouTube at... channel. They find out, bully me for it. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you know your mates your mates would roast you for that, in a way that it, especially if you're with radio, hmm. right. Anyone can listen. Mm-hmm. So, Fred blogs from, you know, 32 Sugarcane Road, you know, you know, Diabetes Valley could be, like, listening in for the first time ever. And that's a complete, complete stranger. They can completely love your stuff or they can completely hate your stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it in front of a class of people you know, it's... It's kind of like doing a trick on a bike or something right? like that. You're doing parkour. If you do it in front of a bunch of strangers and you pull it off, everyone's like, wow, that's crazy. But if you do it in front of people you know, it's like, ah, idiot, that's mm-hmm. Connor doing it again. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, not that I've done that, but it's kind of like one of those examples where it's kind of like a safety net that anonymity, it's kind of like doing things online versus doing things in person. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If you make like a mean comment to someone online, you're kind of hidden behind that thing. That's why people do it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not. If your name and your photo is attached to everything you said online, a lot of stuff would stop like that do you know what I mean yes 100% it's kind of that same sense that if you're doing stand up in a bar and people come down and maybe have a few drinks you know hopefully they've had enough drinks to enjoy your comedy but enough you know not too many that they can remember what you've said
0: yeah like it gets to a point where you're not you're not too stressed about what they think yeah because um you know you like most of my stuff like I really do think it's funny and I really do think oh, one, I've seen your like, stuff. It is funny, yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of it, which is like you know, it needs to be with delivery or like the place I'm doing it at isn't a comedy place. Like, like there's a bunch of different factors, but it's um, it's not too bad because you don't know them and you just go it, like, and I you're don't not forced care. into
1: it as well. No one's got a gun to your head saying
0: James. You better do the stand-up night, or I'll literally take out your whole family. And then it's it's fine to have a couple of drinks beforehand, like that's. Exactly. And then I get a free drink. Yeah, and imagine, imagine
1: up to so hey it's guys, not start, <laughs> too bad. You go through a grade seven presentation, you do you show and imagine like grade four show and tell? Yeah, oh, guys, I've had a i oh, have had I know sunk a few tennies before I come up here. <laughs> so this is my pet snail. He's like well sick, isn't it? Wait, watch him do tricks and stuff. I hey, just throw him up in the air. Oh, he's stuck on the ceiling. <laughs> <Yep>. You're like <laughs> your teacher comes up drunk, he's like oh guys, I don't want to do this. Let's just get. <laughs> Show and tell over <laughs> and with it's like, oh I miss, your coffee smells a bit weird. Don't tell your parents.
0: Bit of that bit of that Irish espresso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to Irish up my coffee. So, you know, you do subjects that you don't I'm bringing it right back. You do subjects that you don't uh, that that you enjoy but aren't particularly great for your OP. You oh, do yeah, especially because
1: with the bigger subjects, if say say English, right? A lot of people did the the standardised English, if you didn't do well in that you would do better overall because lots of people would, you know, you'd, you'd fit right back. And so if you got like a, a D, right? So you only got 10, so you only got 80 out of a hundred, right? But a hundred people did that. And all the A plus students got 99 and all the D kids got uh, 10. That would be averaged out that you'd probably be pushed higher up into the A range because of that variety in between. Yeah,
0: cause, cause less kids did as, uh, cause more kids did as good as you. That kind of. Exactly. Range. Because yeah. French
1: is a really specialist one as well. Like I don't think I passed French.
0: Which is, you know, it's kind of sad. You know, I'm not
1: scared to say that. I'm not ashamed of it. It's what it is. It just is what it
0: is. And um, once, as you said, if you're not motivated to it, you you don't. Exactly.
1: That's the thing. The, the, I think one of the reasons I stayed in French was because I had a mate in the class. And he mm-hmm. made it bearable. And the teacher as well. Yeah. Mr. Pater. He was actually one of the only other French teachers I've had. All through school, I've had like teachers that taught me French, but none of them were actually French. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things. So this actually French. He's actually French. And um I saw in contact with him as well. All the teacher all the good teachers I've had from high school, I stay in contact with I've them never past and the afterwards. No, really?
0: uh, yeah, I when just, it's like we're good friends, like
1: how are you going, mate, you know, but, here's but the kids. But, 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 but you
0: message them every now and again. Oh yeah, like for
1: their birthday. So, Oh hey, how are you going? You know, oh, happy yeah. birthday. Right. You know, or something I put something up on Facebook, like, what on radio things? And was asking about on the road to film choices that mm-hmm. we did about mm-hmm. a month ago back. i I had like a teacher comment on that as well. I've had right. people um yeah, people from school. Not, not just teachers that haven't really spoken to, them up and say things about that. It was really cool. But, yeah.
0: So, you you do all right in QCS? Like, how's that uh, In the
1: practice ones, I did okay. I did really well in the practice English one. My mate, he's one of my good mates, and he did extension um, English, which replaced sport in the afternoon. And I loved my rugby league, so I wouldn't do extension English. And... um I did better than him in one of the English QCS ones, and he's like, "No, nah, there's, there's got to be something of yeah, this, you know." It's some, like, yeah. like that manly guy Tuvi. There's got to be an investigation into this, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the, the practice ones, I feel like the practice ones were okay. They were kind of more of like a get you but not so much so you can gauge what you would do, but what kind of the questions would be like. Mm. What's the whole the whole. That's What I got out of them at the least, it wasn't kind of like okay, so this is how I think I would vary, how I would go on the test. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much of a gauge of that, it was more of like this is the kind of questions they're going to be asking me. Right, um, on the actual day, I did, I passed all of them, including the uh, the maths one, I believe, which blew my mind. Um, I said I, I did okay in that regard. It's more like the subjects that brought me down for that part, like especially French, because yeah. I, I didn't pass French, and I feel like of all the people in Queensland that did French. They did it because they were good at French or they know they could do well in French mm-hmm. so if everyone's getting an a and an A and a and I'm getting a D the, so I'm right that down really the bottom drags you down. so say say I got a fifty five out of hundred and a sixty was a pass but because everyone is hitting those high numbers I'm hitting that low number the the equivalent of what an E would be in that register range would be right down here so that kind of pushed me down I believe right and so that kind of hurt
0: now were you signing up for uni subjects? like before that because i remember I, I applied for subjects like before i did my op
1: Dude, i'm not sure if i just wasn't in the loop actually i don't know if a few people felt the same way i feel like my school did the bare minimum of teaching how to do qcs stuff right and um yeah they're like oh so if you guys submitted during a uni application today? i'm like no wait what are we doing <laughs> yeah, that now yeah and um yeah so i kind of that's pro- a bit of my fault bit of a bare minimum okay. when the school ends. but the
0: um, so you you come out of high school Yep. yeah your, your op is not as good as you'd want it to be not what i wanted and yeah. you have n- not much of an idea what you want to do
1: no so,
0: so what before
1: so, that so at the start of the year before i even started grade 12 so the end of grade 11 by february of 2018 which is when i graduated i sent an email out to the local radio station just on a whim right like i had no idea what i wanted to do my like chasing so you just, whatever. You just like i oh, just i said yeah i said hey listen um I have no experience in radio. If you have any shadow work or any, you know, producing anything, anything like that, you want me to do, anything available, I'd, I'd put my hand up for it. I'd, I'd come down and help out. And they got back to me like six months later. I had n- heard absolutely nothing from them. Six months later, they're like, "Oh, we've got a radio course. Do you want to come to it?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" At yeah. no, the start, I was kind of like, "No, I don't think I'll do that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I'll do that." And I was like, "No, Connor, I really think you should do that. I, re- I reckon you should. You should put your hand up, friend, do that." I'm like.
0: No, Mom, Mom I don't, coming in clutch,
1: don't think it will. She's like, yeah, I can't I really think of shit. Okay, all right then, if it make you happy. Then I go along, she's like, how was it? I'm like, mum, kind of, I'm, like, I'm going to go do it, but if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to come back. She said, yeah, that's completely fine. Just, you'd shoot yourself in the foot if it's something that you would really enjoy and then you wouldn't know. Because you didn't do it, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, you know, it's kind of like the try everything at least once. Mm-hmm. So I went along, did it. She like had it go. I'm like, oh man, this is this is so cool. This mm-hmm. is what I want to do. I found I found what I wanted to do. You found a passion, thank. I lot. found my passion, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like it's radio is one of those things where maybe if I did journalism in high school, but even then, I it hasn't you can't really. journalism in high school, but you, oh, could, you well, could have
0: but, an interest in well, like we
1: had a journalism pres- course like at high school. Yeah, I don't know subject that, I mean... Um, but yeah, I feel like the subjects I did in high school have no reflection, other than English. But everyone uses English in their normal lives, right? N- n- all the subjects I did have no impact, um, maybe than drama, right? But that's more drama, definitely not because impact. because of the subject, because what I had to do in the subject It wasn't the content. It was that I had to deliver it in with drama. It's, it you're speaking, right? You're you're acting. So I sense in the same way that kind of prepare because in radio you're kind of acting as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I try to keep it natural as normal as possible, but that the skills required to do well in drama are you're the same required in
0: radio. You're performing to other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's, it's speaking, right? mm-hmm. public speaking. In the sense that not what I did in drama, like learning about, you know, Australian Gothic theatre, you know. Right. You know, Shakespeare did this because of that. We didn't do Shakespeare, but we did, you know, that, that kind of the medium mm-hmm. in which drama was presented through talking and, and that kind of stuff, right? That kind of helped bring out the confidence in me to be able to do well in radio. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in that sense, I guess that subject helped, but with all my other subjects, none of them had an impact, other than being able to get into university, which I got through um, anyway through hard work, had no impact on what I'm doing now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's one of those things where, say you wanted to get into a maths degree or physics and do physics in high school, then you'd be doing physics, you'd do biology would all that kind of stuff in high school. And that makes sense, because that's the kind of pathway you want to follow through. If you want to do a science, you do the sciences, or if you... If you want to do, uh, you want to be like a physio or something like that or work in sport, you do PE, you, then you do HPE and you do all that kind of stuff. And it, it's, I feel like radio is one of those things where, at least in my experience in high school, my subjects didn't have a major impact on what I was doing. Yeah, It's like one of those things where it's accessible to everyone if you, if you believe you can do it, right? Because I'm not going to say everyone can do it, right? Because there's some people that think they can do it, they sit in the studio and they go, oh God, I don't know what to do now. I One of those things is you gotta have like a certain personality for it. Do you know well, what I,
0: mean? I I just think you need to be able to articulate yourself, yeah. and just think a, a, like pretty good on your feet. If if you if you can think pretty well on your feet and you can articulate yourself pretty well,
1: give it a go. I think the biggest thing from drama would be improv, yes. and that really I guess Especially I was pretty good at improv anyway. But it kind of that kind of um, creative outlet allowed me to kind
0: of. Explore and practice it. Hundred percent. Because especially with like with catch up, which is a very improv type show where we yeah. we, we look at funny things and we be funny. Like that's kind of yeah, what, like, like what comes from it. Which is which is natural to us because we we're uh, we can articulate ourselves and we can think pretty quick on our feet.
1: Even like the anthros songs and things like that yeah. when we come up, you know, this is Midnight Sky by you know Yinan, You'd say, oh yes. Before we were talking about the Qantas playing about the Qantas, you know, flying from around australia but actually just glanced back to where it came from mm-hmm. right and one of the things was midnight sky the song coming up next was midnight sky i forgot by her but i said oh listen you know when you're on the plane look at the australian sunset and you can see that midnight sky I come up it's midnight sky but that's kind of like just a quick example that came to my head mm-hmm. not the best one but it kind of in that sort of line that kind of progression helps do you yep. know what i mean
0: so now you've done this you, you've done this course is this during year 12 you're doing this course yeah so, this is
1: about a ten-week course through.
0: about, I don't
1: know about August. No, not August. Much so, before that, probably so just, about would May. Would about just,
0: May onwards, would just just be like a day on the weekend. Or? Yeah, just like a Tuesday night. Right, and then you come out of high school, and then what? What? What's? Uh, what's? What's happening between the period of you studying high school to you going to uni? What do you mean in that? Do you so, mean from? So, so, so you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. What happens? Um
1: try and hope I get a decent OP to get into the course, which unfortunately I didn't. So I thought, okay, what are my, what are my options now?
0: Uh, and what course were you going for? This one, the this film, one. television,
1: radio. Sure. that, that okay. was my main one. Once I found, once I did that radio course, mm-hmm. I found my passion, mm-hmm. I kind of like, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. So this is, this is the best course, that, you know, this is the best uni that offers what I want, what I want to do. And so of course, you know, with the um, QTAC application form, you'd put like five different um, courses in order of preferences. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went through like, 10 hours and hours and hours and hours picking other courses that I could do alongside it, right? right? Yeah. And um, and it got to the point where I thought, yeah, I could do these courses. I'm not going to enjoy them. This isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I had my heart, my, my entire goal was to do this course, and I couldn't do it through school, unfortunately. So I thought, okay, what's my what's my next avenue to be able to do this? And it was you know, a tertiary preparation program, which is essentially TTP. A bunch of, yeah, TTP, which is a bunch of uni courses. Where you do it, you do those and then you can earn an equivalent OP and then get into the program. So I spent the next year working my ass off in TPP to um, get the uh, right quali- qualifications, just call it that, mm-hmm. to be able to apply for the, uh, for the Film Television and Radio course. And so then I did that, spent the whole year doing that. So essentially I took a gap year, except I was doing another set of education. Was it pretty much like full-time uni? No, I was only doing a course a week. Right. I could have okay. done. I think I I could have done it. I didn't find out until halfway through the year. I got told I only to do the one one uni course. So sweet. So yeah, I'll do this one. That's too easy. And then it came through and it's like, oh yeah, you actually need to do two. So like, so I could have done the two courses I needed in six months instead of wasting a whole year doing it.
0: Right. But okay. then
1: I'd have to do halfway through the year entry, and I'd miss some courses at the start. So I thought, no, probably worked out for the best that yep. that whole year was TPP. And then from this year, I've started on the film television and course.
0: Awesome. So. In film, television, radio, the mm-hmm. big thing that they do is throw you throw you straight in, especially for the people who really want to do radio. And th- yeah. is, and they throw you in into Phoenix Radio, right? Like a lot, a lot of your assessment is on um, here. or well,
1: uh, with during TTP, TPP? T- T- P P. T- P-, P? A, T- P-, P okay, mm-hmm. It's like toilet paper, but with an extra P. And uh, yeah, I was I was doing radio in my first year. I was doing the, the catch up with Connor in my first year of T
0: P P. Oh, okay, so you're not even doing film television radio. No, even do the course yeah. and I started oh, catch okay. up. So this is my second year
1: doing catch up. So How you did you do that? Year? How'd you figure that out? Um well, Spencer, Spencer Housen, the uh, one of the radio the lecturers best. here. Yeah, he's the, the goat, k- the, the man k- the king of Brisbane radio <laughs> yeah, too, right. <laughs> um he he said, you know, it's you know, I don't want you just sitting on the sideline saying, Oh, you can see the radio the radio studio in the distance, you know. He said, Just jump on radio then, you know, I think you can do it. You know, I spoke to Ashley. Through like email and stuff like that, And Ashley he said Jones. Yeah, Ashley Jones, that's right. He's yes. also another godfather of radio yes. and just film stuff in general. He, TV.
0: A, he is, would you say he's the main media guy here? Yeah, I,
1: I think I think he's the head lecturer yes. for um TV and radio. Yes, at uh, for this course. Mm-hmm. And I think radio. Uh, sorry, Spencer's more the radio guy of that of that aspect. They're both both very very good at what they do.
0: So how did how did you come to have this conversation with Spencer? Like, how did you meet Spencer? Because you're not even doing film, television, radio at this point.
1: Exactly. So when I when I first came to Australia, wow. 13 years ago, okay. we were renting a place, and our neighbours at the place we were renting were the cousins, or I think it was the cousin, yeah, or even brother or someone or sister, something like that of um, Spencer. Yes. And so just through, like, you know, like parties and stuff like that, that's how they met. You know, oh, so you're on ABC Radio. Oh, that's really cool. That kind of stuff like that. And, you know, I was like a six-year-old, seven-year-old. I had no idea what I wanted to do so at that point. Six,
0: so, like, six, seven, you figured out that Spencer's on ABC.
1: I'd never actually remembered Spencer. It's like, oh, Connor, you met Spencer. I'm like, oh, cool. I can't remember but your
0: parents remembered Spencer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so uh, at that point, it's more of like a friend of a friend kind of thing. Kind of like, oh, yeah, I know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I remember my mum got talking to Spencer and, like, on Facebook or something like that, you know, as you do. Uh, this is back when I was, like, you know, just starting high school or something like that, right, or even grade 10, before I even had any interest in radio, mm-hmm. before I had, you know, any idea on what I wanted to do. They, they've they kind of stayed mutual friends. I remember he was telling her, well, she told me this, that he was telling her about the new radio course there. And then, you know... In year 10. In, I, don't know, I don't know what year, but way before I was thinking wow. about university, right? Way before, you know, I had any no fathom that i want to do radio way way before and um yes they've been talking you know they've got the radio course here other kind of stuff like oh yeah that's really cool because he retired that's it he retired from um the abc Mm. he he um finished the abc he still works at the abc but he's he was a breakfast presenter right and he was like the highest um rated breakfast presenter for like 15 years running yeah. And so he um, left He left the ABC and then he's um, he still does some work for the ABC, but um, like regional presenters and things like that. But he was no longer an active presenter. Right. Now he's at the uni. And I think that was what it was with him retiring. That would have been what it was him retiring from the ABC kind of uh, it represented the idea of doing Gradier. And I think that was, I can't remember when he retired, I think maybe 2015, 2016, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about university at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the idea got planted that you know, there's a radio course. And so when it came through that I love doing radio, my Mum's like, you know, her brain works weird like that. She just remembers things out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah, spencer has got the uh, the radio course. I'm like, yo, sick. I spoke I spoke to him about it, and he said, yeah, I think you could do it. Um, this is how you apply all that kind of stuff. Then unfortunately, I didn't get through. I told him I'm doing TPP. He helps me in that process, saying, so this is what you need to do, That kind of thing, kind of kind of guided me through it which was re- really, really nice. I and mean, he didn't have to do any of that. It was really, uh, how do I say? It was really, it was nice having someone look out for you like that, kind of yeah. saying, you know, uh, no, not, not even in that sense, like in the way that he knew what I wanted to do, yeah. even though I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he, he knew that I was... Um, I was I was this annoying kid waving in the background saying hi you know i um, how, how do I do radio because I, I didn't I couldn't get through it this way mm-hmm. so he's the one that showed me TPP so mm-hmm. okay cool, I'll do TPP and I'll get back to you and then the whole whole thing happened he said well, why are you doing TPP do you want to come come do radio for a bit I said yeah sure and he puts me on air with this this guy Jesse uh, I do radio with him for a bit then he he leaves I think he graduates or moves on to do something else and then I, I kind of just developed that I got my own radio slot from Thursday? From, yeah. I, it, last year, from Thursday, to 1, 2, 3. It's the same as this year, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, tell me about the evolution of catch-up. Of so, tell me about from when Jesse, from Jesse leaves. Like, did you have the idea of doing the, the funny stories and the new... Like, how, how did that all come about?
1: Um, so... With Jesse, he pre-recorded his show a couple of minutes before it went to air. Right. So, we would say, we'd do the whole whole funny bit where he, would, he wouldn't he would do what I would do. I can't actually remember what he would do. I remember he had a couple of segments where he'd do interesting toys. He'd say, oh, so this is, you know, the first ever Rubik's Cube. Or this is, you know, this is a a, a toy from Sweden, Germany kind of thing back in, you know, the 1800s. And that was one of his his segments, one of his bits. Right? I, I remember doing that with him, uh, the weather and things like that. So, that's pretty standard stuff. He'd pre-record it. So we'd say, oh, you know, you listen to, you know, Jesse's show or whatever. You know, the weather is, you know, 32 degrees outside with a low of, you know, your nan's house, you know, in Brisbane. How are you going? He'd, you know, record that, put it through, and then it would play as if we had just done it, but it was already pre-recorded. Um, so, yeah, I thought, okay, that is a way to do it, but I don't really like doing it that way. I love it when it's live. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's a such a different feeling when it's live. I've never done pre recording I I couldn't do pre-recorded. I don't. I, I could right. If 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 my job depended on me doing, it. I could pre-record. But my natural love of radio comes from it being live. Mm-hmm. Where you've always, it kind of goes back to that drama, that improv kind of thing, where you're mm-hmm. always thinking on your feet. You're always on your toes, thinking when a situation presents itself. What's my angle in this? What am I gonna? How am I gonna explore this this angle? Yeah. And, and I just love that. I love I love the thrill of it being live, and I love the the, the overall experience of knowing that you're live. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, how so? How did you come about the format of the show where we're we're looking at funny stories? We're looking at funny stories, and then we have share our thoughts. We have yeah. Uh, so
1: I think it was kind of a mix of what would I want to hear on radio, or what what do I think I could do? Mm-hmm. I was, I had no idea. I'm thinking of what what's no what's, what's an idea for radio? What's something? What's something I can do that no one else is doing? Do right. right. you know what I mean? Um, or at least what was something that I know that I can do against I can stay true to. Yep. And it was just so funny that I thought, Hey, funny stories, that'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went from reporting on the funny stories. Okay. Like, hey, this happened. Then it was kind of a, well, oh, I can relate to this or I can, you know, I can talk about this I can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And w- with doing radio by yourself, as you would know it, do you prefer radio by yourself or with another person? another person 100%. 100% exactly it's one of those things where it's such a different experience it's so different instead of saying oh so this is kind of it creates a conversation a good radio is a conversation a conversation between the listener and the presenter right you yes. want to have that kind of that connect that relationship there that connection of a, of a conversation mm-hmm. and when you're when you're talking to someone it allows that to open back up like right now we're having a conversation right this could be radio mm-hmm. right and whereas if you're just doing this by yourself it'd be completely completely different do you know what i mean 100%. I think I kind of butchered how I'm saying that, but I, hopefully I got the, the idea across.
0: So what 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 you're trying to explain is you're trying to have a natural conversation yeah. in which the listener can listen to and kind of adapt themselves into the conversation.
1: When you're by yourself, you, you when you first start off by yourself, it's hard, but then you get used to it. I feel yeah. like at the start, you've kind of like determined... When I say you, I don't mean you specifically. I just no, mean yeah. like me and people in general. That when you talk, it's very...
0: Hi, this I is f- Phoenix Radio. Uh, I, I feel like everything out? is a lot
1: more robotic talking yes. by yourself because it doesn't allow for that, that flow of conversation. Like, I'm a pretty social person. Well, I'm an extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. I am perfectly contempt of staying in my own house, not seeing anyone for like three months. But then, but then I'll come out and I'll be like the most lively person ever. Do you know what 100%. I mean? Um, so it, it's it's kind of like that where I find being around other people, doing it, being in the situation of talking to someone else, is so much more enjoyable than being by myself.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's doable. Do you know what S- I mean? So at the start, was it funny stories from the absolute start of catch-up? Or were you just like no, telling th- the weather? I, 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 at the start,
1: and... it was, you're listening to Phoenix Radio, the kind of on Phoenix Radio. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, finally next you get song, the song, <laughs> song to get played. It's other times, hey, you listen to catch-up with... And then you the start like playing in the background, you'd be quiet like, oh, I hope no one heard that. <laughs> At the start. You know, Every so it was, single week. You know, that kind of natural progression where you try and find something new to do each week. You know, you kind of like, okay, I want to take this one step further. I I'm going to do through this. that process as exactly, we speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. My final question before we get going. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Five years time. Uh, prison for tax embezzlement, for fraud. Uh, you know, I've got that like $1,000. <laughs> I'll do it with Donald Trump and only pay you know, under a grand in tax. Uh, the Fed's gonna catch up to me. I'm like, no, that's that's not my offshore Cayman account. That's someone else's. Did no. Uh, hopefully, with uh, with the whole radio thing, I'm in a I'm in a position. where I have my own radio show of the overlords, and I'm the, I'm the god, and everyone else is my listener. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'd hopefully best case scenario, best breakfast, lunchtime TV, nighttime, you know, graveyard shift ever in the whole of Brisbane, whole of Australia, number one. That's me, Connor.
0: Wait, number that's, one. That's the Five goal. years number one that's, in That's Brisbane. the goal. That's
1: wow. 100%. Uh, That's a really ambitious goal, right? Yeah. Like, of course, I want to... I when I do something, no matter what level, like, especially like PE, sorry, like football, right? Mm-hmm. I and I play football on the weekends. We play Division 7. So, you know, I'm not taking a Ronaldo anytime soon. Right. But even playing in such a low level, like Division 7 level, I want to be the best at that level. Mm-hmm. So even if it's, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm in a room full of snails... I want to be the fastest person in that room. Do you know what I mean? That's just right. naturally how it is. Even though they're against snails, mm-hmm. and that's like that's no that's no crazy feat. Like, oh, I can run faster. I can jump higher than a house. Well, houses can't jump. I want to be, I want to be the person that does the best in that. So in the sense that I'll always want to be the best. If if I'm going to do something, it's like look, go back to the subject. If I'm if I'm enjoying the subject and I'm invested into it, I want to be the best at that subject. Yeah. And radio is my passion. It's what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I want to be the best at radio. The goal is to be the best person at radio in the whole of... I want to be the godfather
0: of radio in five years' time. That's, that's awesome. super ambitious, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, me you know, talking right up my ass there. Which is probably something, you, like, being the godfather, you probably can't achieve, but, like, the work you'll put in to chase that... That's the goal. In, in another five you know I mean? years, you Yeah. You'll see, yeah. I, I, don't, I,
1: I want to have the goal for success, because I feel like if you don't have a goal, right? Think like about driving in a car. If you just get into a car and you start the car and you just sit in your driveway, do nothing... Mm-hmm. You're wasting fuel, yeah. right? You're not going anywhere. But if you have a goal saying, I want to go to the supermarkets, boom, off you go. You know the way how to get to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. If you say, actually, I don't want to go to the supermarket. I want to go to big W. I want to go, I, I want to go, you know, do, I want to go to the skate park. I want to do literally anything. You know, I want to be the best at radio. Then you've got that goal in mind. You've got that journey. You know, you know, the steps you have to hit, you know, the notes, the beats you have to hit to get to that spot, right? You have to have a goal. And if you don't have a goal, then you can't succeed anywhere in life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your goal can change, you know, a hundred billion, trillion different times. But as long as you have a goal, you know, you've got multiple pathways to get there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not just staggering. You're not just drifting through life. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like setting yourself a goal, especially me, a very lazy person like me. If I have a goal like that and it feels like something that I'm really passionate, something I can work towards, then I can make it happen. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If that's... So yeah, i will really, really ambitious, but I want to be the best person in radio, and not just president, but the whole of Queensland and Australia. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Like, you know, like and I don't doubt myself, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I want to be president. You know, it's like, okay, you know, you're know, you 70 pushing 80. Good luck with being president. Um, well, You know, I want to be an astronaut. It's that's like That's well, the best time to be
0: president, seven eight, yeah. 70 to 80. That's right. That's right <laughs> there. I
1: I can be president when you reckon... My fellow Americans, and I, and I just don't put my birth certificate. To my fellow Americans, when I was uh, doing radio on the catch up with Connor, you know, this uh, an anecdote came to me, and it just made me think how good of a country America is, you know. And I think that's why I should be your president. Yes, I am pushing ninety nine next year, but I believe that I can. I'm in the best fighting health I've ever been in my entire life. You no. Know? Just, just how it is. But like I said as long as you have a goal and and it's like one of those things where everyone wants to be the best at what they do. That's like saying uh, I feel like I'm with those, like eight-year-old kid saying I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a policeman, I want to be the best in radio. Um realistically I just want to be in radio. I want to do things with radio because radio is my passion. It's yeah. it's it's my love. Mm-hmm. If if you, if you know what I mean, it's 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 what I want to do for the rest of my life. So as long as I'm involved doing something with radio, I'm happy. Wherever that takes me around, because you, you don't want to limit yourself, right? So, wherever it is, whatever I'm doing. If I'm out whoop whoop reporting, you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I don't want to get ahead of myself by being too ambitious, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm, I'm so ambitious in general.
0: <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just one of the things that in and around doing radio. Connor, you're the best. Thank you so much. That's Thank all the questions I Thank you very much. It's, it's to been today, a blast coming on here. Mate, until next time. Too easy. This is UniLife. And I will talk to you. I have no idea what I'm going to talk to you next, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Adios. High achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au become rewarded for more details.